You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 114 with my guest today, Reagan Lum from the band Heathen. So Heathen have a great new album out called Empire of the Blind, which we talk about in today's podcast. Now, before we do go to the interview, I'm sure you've noticed there is a, a new intro for the podcast, which is actually a video I made for a lot of the different people that have been on the podcast doing an A minor pentatonic scale challenge. Now, if you want to check out the video, it is on my Facebook page, Become a Guitarist Today. So you can check out the video there and see who the guitarists are. So basically the idea was for everyone to solo just using the one scale in the fifth position of the guitar. And it was amazing the, the different ideas people come up with. So I hope you enjoy it. Now also I do have my online guitar course available right now, which is available at becomeaguitaristoday.com. So the two first lessons are free. And then after that, you'll see the different packages on the website as well. So I hope you can check that out. And thank you to my sponsors, Ernie Ball, Custom Guitar Picks, Living Music, and Musician. So let's go over to interview now with Craigan. Hello. Hey, Craigan. Hey there. How are you, all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Uh, thanks for doing this for awesome. us. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, so I thought we'd get into the new album, if that's okay, talk about the, the Empire yeah, sure. of the Blind. So I must sure. say congratulations. I've had a listen a couple of times and it's a fantastic album. Really awesome. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. So you wrote all the songs, the music and lyrics, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yep. I did this time uh, a little bit different from the previous albums. Um, you know, I, I just had a, a sort of stockpile of ideas and songs that were fully ready to go. And the great thing about this band is that everybody's open to uh, – everybody else writing so yep. you know they had it, lee and david had some ideas but they just weren't quite ready to go so maybe they'll maybe maybe we'll be able to make another record more quickly we'll see yeah yeah <laughs> that's it so yeah so with the like all the guitar parts because i noticed on the album there's a lot of different guitar parts you know it's not as if you guys are playing the same thing it's a, actually different parts so do you write both yep. parts yeah there were some there were a few things that uh, a few overdubs that lee added some Ebo stuff that he added and uh, he had some other ideas that, that weren't even guitar related um, mm. that we, that we tried and they, and they really added to the song. So yeah, I mean, there are, de there's a lot of guitar. I actually just finished the guitar book uh, for the album. Oh really? Uh, I, have to do the, I, yeah, I have to do the jacket, like the book jacket for it, but yeah. uh, the transcriptions are all done and it's, it's, it's a lot of guitar. Wow. <laughs> that would have taken a while to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, thankfully, I know the stuff. So I, I didn't have to transcribe somebody else's parts. I yeah. could listen to all the individual guitar tracks and remember, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. So um, it still took a while, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm a guitar nerd. So I, I wanted to have the book out right after the album. So that's excellent. That's really I'll good. be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I love doing the guitar books. This, you know, I've, I've actually uh, released uh, six. So. Mm. Um, for some for Exodus, one for Nevermore, or one for one of my band's prototypes. So I love doing them, and yeah. my you know I got to use that education my parents paid for. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that. So you you definitely must know your theory then. 
Yeah, I went to uh, the University of California at Los Angeles and studied music there. I also went to a jazz school for a little while to learn some jazz stuff. That It was all classical music at, at uh, UCLA. So, um, yeah, I studied music. I might as well use it. And yeah. <laughs> I like being able to release these guitar books for uh, bands that you know should have had them when their albums came out kind of a thing. So. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I love it. It's like yeah. Look forward to seeing the book. So will that be available on internet as well? Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I, I run the Heathen store out of my house. <laughs> okay. And then I also have a separate store that's for um, my guitar books and some other music releases that I do. Mm. But um, I, I post all that stuff on social media. And, yep. you know, it's, it's fairly easy to find. I've been able to get the guitar books into uh, Amazon.com uh, here in the U.S., but it's... It's hard to get distribution. The books that I do are substantial and thick and heavy, yep. so uh, shipping them is expensive. Yeah. I'm still working yeah. on a trying to get some kind of distribution in foreign territories, so to speak, for yeah. uh, for the books. Well, actually, talking about uh, social media, so. This whole album talks a lot about social media, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, social media, uh, the the current news media, which is social media, it's all on social media now. Yep. It talks a lot about that stuff. It talks a lot about propaganda. Things that I think we've sort of seen throughout time, uh, since the beginning of civil civilization, people have been using propaganda to try and get people to think something or fear something or whatever, yeah. and or buy something. And so we're seeing more and more of that. But the thing that we're seeing now more than ever is how quickly that information spreads because somebody can just hit a share button and it's shared to more people and then they share it. And so um, the information and and misinformation gets spread so quickly, you know, that the news media these days, um, it's not so much about you know, what's, what's true or not true. Like the news should be, it's, Mm. it's only, they only care about who, who gets the information there first. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll see these news stories and people will freak out and say, Oh my God, that's terrible. And then later on it will be discovered that that wasn't even true or that it was a distortion of the truth or whatever. And by the time the actual truth comes out, nobody cares because they've moved on to the next crazy story (laughs) so it's uh it's just a weird time um in in society and we're sort of seeing the implications of the internet in terms of how people get their information i heard that most people get their news from social media these days that's right so the the expert is no longer valued people will go on google and look (laughs) it up and think that they have the information you know if they see it on wikipedia they think it's fact um, whereas if I go on, there's a, there's a German Wikipedia page, uh, for me for some reason, mm. uh, and, uh, and they have my birthday wrong. <laughs> so it's not, not everything is, you know, correct. I mean, anybody can go on and edit and sign up for a Wikipedia account and edit, and, you know, so it's, it's just an interesting time, you know, where yeah. we got all this information, but we really don't know what's true or what's not true. And yeah, that's right. Experts are not validated you know somebody on google has a better explanation for something than the guy who has a phd in the subject and you know so it's just a, it's a weird time and and we're seeing how that's uh, 
uh, affecting our society. Yeah, d- definitely now. Like you said, I mean, pretty much, especially here in Melbourne, Australia, everyone's locked down. So everyone just yeah. relies on social media to, like you said, find out the news and see what's going on. And unfortunately, yeah, like people are just making up their own little stories, even about the, the virus, you know, COVID, just saying, oh, this, that, and that, you know, what to believe. And Yeah, it's, I mean, there's so much, there's so much fear of the virus because of the information that we're getting and it's shared and and then there are all these other you know theories about how it's not even real and i mean it's again it's just it's crazy i mean the amount of time that people spend on the internet and social media is it's it's far more i think than anybody thought it ever would be and also people are processing so much more information than they ever would in the past Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, thinking about me as a kid, I can't even imagine, you know, I mean, I was I was concerned with going outside and playing. Yeah, that's right. And the kids now are they, they have access to the Internet and uh, all of the information that they want in the palm of their hands. Yep. And they're yeah. not going outside and playing at all. But yeah. they're I think in a weird way, it might be affecting some people negatively because they're seeing so much stuff where they, they can't be innocent mm-hmm. like kids can't be innocent anymore nah. <laughs> uh, and they should be uh so it's you know the idea behind the album and that you know um and not all the songs it's not a concept album or no, anything no. but yeah. a lot of the a lot of the sort of themes that run through it that are social or political are about this and how uh this is our empire and it's like what's going to be left of it you know mm-hmm. I mean, the other good thing with the album too, it does have a lot of variety. Like, it's not all that same speed. You know, it's a it's a lot of different tempos. As um, I know, just really well written songs as well. And yeah, it's great. Oh, it's, thanks. It's, yeah, that's it's good to hear that variety. I mean, for me anyway, I like to hear that in an album rather than just hearing that same thing. You do start to get a little bit bored after a while, you know. You know, as as the internet has become popular and streaming has become popular. Yeah. Um, listening has changed yeah so people are are listening less to albums and more to just songs or playlists of songs and so um you know to me the the album is a lost art um i remember growing up listening to any number of albums like the classic metallica albums or whatever it was that i was listening to where i would listen to it and go wow that's so awesome and it had all this variety I mean, even the set late seventies albums, you know, they all had this variety and, yeah. and there was a, a definite beginning and a definite end. And the middle was a roller coaster ride that they took you on. Yeah. And it, and with depth, you know, in the songs, it made you want to listen to it again. Mm. There are still mm. those albums where I put them on like diary of a madman. I can listen to that and it soothes me. So I, I can even take a nap to that. Like it's so soothing to hear it because I've heard it so many times, but yet I still sometimes listen and I hear something that I'd never heard before, you know, because there's so much to it. And it, and it's, uh, that, that album experience is what I wanted to, uh, get back to. So there, that's what this album is about. There's an sort of an epic intro and an opening track and then an an epic title track and a heavy song and a, you know, a catchy song and a ballad and an instrumental and a, you know, there's so much there There that it, I mean, I I wish more bands would do that. There are a lot of bands that in our own genre that were good at ballads. Yeah. 
and they don't they don't do them anymore. Yeah. And I'm and I'm kind of wondering like why not? Like that that was something that you know some of these bands were really good at. Why not continue to do it? Plus, it gives your album like more instead of it just being flat like this or or state the same all the time. Yeah. Give it some some variety. Yeah. So, Anyway, that's what we tried to do. Hopefully, people like it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely works. Actually, the funny thing I noticed because I had it on um, repeat when I listened to it, because I listened to it twice. And oh, good! I'm glad you. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, and that last song, it's like led back into the start, and that, that just changed key. That's I think exactly right. Yeah, I did that. That was an idea that I had um, towards the end of of the recording. Mm. Um, I thought, how cool would it be to take the intro? do a little reprise of it in a different key that mm. matches the last song on the record yeah. and then find a way so that if you add it on repeat, it just sort of flowed right back into the beginning. Yeah. I call it the circle of death. Oh, yeah. So it's the circle of life. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I, I just, I tried it and I took some elements from the intro, like the Evo, uh, art that's, that's in the beginning that Lee, Lee actually came up with that, um, and added it during the recording sessions. And I went back home and uh, and added it to the the outro. So, okay. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you noticed that. There's actually some musical themes that run through some of the songs too, which mm. someone will pick up on uh, yeah. at some point. They're, they're subtle, you know, ear candy things, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool how that how they work together. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that's the thing because there is so much involved in it. Every time you listen to it, you actually you hear something different, like that. Yeah, I would have noticed that if I had to listen to the album once, I wouldn't have noticed. But uh, right. I think. I just heard the the key change. I didn't realize at first. I thought, well, that's a cool little key change. Now look, oh, it's going back to the start. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. I'm glad you noticed that. I mean, that's that was the that was the part that where people are only going to notice that if they put it on repeat. Yeah, that's right. So it's like a it's a little surprise element, you know. I mean, yeah. I remember I remember when I had um, okay, so we had cassettes growing up. Yeah, and a lot of the cassette players, like towards the end of cassette life, uh, had uh, auto reverse where when it finished one side it would automatically flip it over and start playing the other side yeah. so if you go and you listen to something like seventh son of a seventh son by iron maiden mm. they had something like that you know like this where at the end of the album it had like a little reprise and then yeah. it started over again yeah. and it was such a cool thing that you would never notice no. unless that happened yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I like doing little things like that, little detail things, even if it's just for me. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's for, you know, we make music to make ourselves happy, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I think it's great. It works really well. Now, how about the, the instrumental track? That's another really good, great song. You got the the guys from Exodus playing, and was it um, who was it? Doug that used to be in the band, so playing yeah. as well. Yeah, I wasn't sure who played which solo. Like, yeah, because I noticed like there's a one solo the next, and it's like a little bit of a trade off, yeah, and yeah. then another one. So, can you tell me your order of that one? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, just to give you a little backstory on it, my idea for that song was to do like a classic instrumental, mm. where there was some instrument in this case the guitars that took the place of the vocals, but it's still a song. So it's still laid out like a song and it's, and it's meant to be a song. But when it got to the solo section, I thought how cool would it be if I could get my 
like a, my Bay Area all-star heroes mm. to play together on a track. So um, I'm I'm part of the Exodus management team, and I, I manage Heathen. So I'm in touch with all these guys. So I called them all up and asked them if they would do it, and they said yes. So I designed this solo section um, so that they could do short trade-offs back and forth. Yep. So the order is um, the original Exodus H team, mm-hmm. where it's Gary Holt and then Rick Hunel and then Gary Holt and then Rick Hunel. Yep. And then uh, it's the original Heathen team. So it's Lee, Doug, Lee, Doug. Oh. And then after that, when it kind of goes back to the intro again, that's me. Uh, and I do all the solos at the end and stuff. So okay. um, that that was kind of the idea was to design this solo section where it keeps building and building and building. Yep. And then we have these trade-offs. So it's kind of like this frenetic thing. And then it drops off a cliff mm. uh, and the music kind of stops and then the intro comes back. And so it ended up coming out really cool. I'm, I'm so happy that all those guys uh, agreed to play on it. Yeah. And they all did killer solos and they all... They all have different styles, so yes. it's it's really cool. Like I, I loved the original, you know, hearing those guys in their original teams sort of, and their different different styles, and it's cool to hear them all on one song. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a it's like a catch up, yeah. But talking through guitar, really. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really good. Yeah, they all speak their own language too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even with the the mix of the album, the other thing I noticed, because I you know listen with my headphones on, and sometimes you, I find especially lately, we have people just recording albums at home, and you know you got to crank the bass and everything. But this one, I just found the mix was perfect. Like you actually hear the bass. I mean, I'm a guitarist myself, but I love to hear the bass as well. Get that yeah. feel of the song. Awesome, mm. thanks. Yeah, Zeus did a, a a really great job. I mean, what we asked him to do was challenging. I mean, we we. We have that scooped guitar sound. Um, we use the Mesa Boogies with the old, you know, five band EQ, and we have it more or less pretty scooped. Yeah. Uh, and and it's hard to fit bass in with that. You listen to albums like Injustice for All or even the Heathen Victims of Deception album, which had a similar sound. There's almost no bass. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it, and it's because you want to hear that whoopy guitar sound, yep. you know, and, yep. and, and we want that. Um, Zeus was able to, we had that in the guitar tone, obviously, but Zeus was able to find a way to fit the bass in there mm. so that you could hear it underneath the guitars, but also still hear the clarity of what yeah. the bass was playing. And it, it, he, I mean, we worked really a lot on that actually. And he did such a great job with the whole mix. I mean, trying to get uh, all the instruments that are fighting for that low end space together. Mm. Um, it's, it came out great. He, he did such a good job. So I mean, the harmonies sound great on this album vocally. The band has done it before, but not to the extent that we did it on this record. Yep. I spent a lot of time going 
going through and working on the melodies, in some cases going back to the guitar riff and making some minor changes to the guitar riff so that it worked better with the vocal melodies. Oh, okay. Little, just little things where it's basically the same riff, but I might change a note because he, you know, the melody would sing that note and it would oh, just, yeah. or, or a, 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 a harmony note or whatever. And it just happened to work better together. Mm. A lot mm. of that stuff, um, it was a lot of work. I mean, the, there's harmonies on the blight, um, vocal harmonies. Yep. And yep. there are also uh, four different guitar Arts going at the same time in the chorus so trying to find you know find a way to fit the four guitar parts and then the vocal melody and the harmony so that they all work together was that was like probably the hardest thing on the album to try and figure out yeah. um, but it was worth it you know in the yeah. end it, it 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 really adds another layer to the music and sometimes the harmonies aren't that loud in volume mm. but you just mm. they add something you know it's, yep. it's just like those classic records the that we grew up listening to, there was there were all those little ear candy details that that made you listen back another time and go, wow, I didn't hear that before. I mean, I still listen to Back in Black and hear things I never heard before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I don't think most thrash bands think about that stuff. Mm. But um, Heathen's always kind of been a little bit different in that regard. You know, I mean, uh, there's always been maybe a little bit more variety to the songwriting and yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that David is such a great singer and can sing anything, it's it's like, why not have him do harmonies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we experimented. There was one part where uh, I think it was in the song Sun in My Hand. There was a harmony that I had for a, there's a middle section in there in the song before the first guitar solo. And there was a vocal harmony that I had. And Lee looked at me and he said, you know, those Alice in Chains harmonies that Tom, the drummer from Exodus, always likes so much. He's like, it needs that. And so mm -hmm. I and I knew what he meant. And there's a there's a part where the words say the stars align and the vocals, the harmony actually aligns. Like okay. it does this weird thing. And it's yeah. uh and it was like, wow, that was powerful, you know. But those little details make the part so much better, you know. Yeah. It wasn't even I mean it was who cares who suggested it? It was a great idea. Let's yeah. find a way to do it. You know, yeah, right. I have to go back and listen to it again now. Let's yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's not something most people would ever notice. It was just me. You know, I'm a music nerd, so like when that, when when he said that and I understood what he meant, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I think I know what you're talking about. For me personally, I'm a, I, I look at myself more as a songwriter than I do as a, a shredder. I can play, but there are guys like, you know, like Loomis that are way better than me. You know, like uh, I, that's not my forte, I think. So I focused a lot on the songwriting. I wanted to make sure that every song on the record was was really the very best that it could be. And it was catchy mm. and still mm heavy and you know each song is different but they fit together in some weird way you know i mean it's it's uh i, I think that's a lost art in metal yeah. a little bit too yeah. you know there's so much metal out there where i mean frankly a lot of the bands have gotten away from even the melodic vocals so exactly um 
you know, there's a whole layer of music. It, when you take that away, and I love death metal, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you take that melodic element away, there's it, it's down to a more of a rhythmic thing, mm. which is really cool. But um, it's just another element that's missing, yeah. you know. And you can do a lot with it. It's harder, no question, to fit it all together sometimes, but it's really worth it. And yeah. I'm glad you noticed the songwriting. I mean, that's the yeah. thing that I'm sort of the most proud of with the record is is uh it, you know the title track i think is one of the the best songs that i've ever written mm. uh, we'll see we'll see if other people think that yeah <laughs> you never it's never the ones that we think are the best ones you know it'll be some other song that wasn't even the single that everybody likes probably <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> so yeah. but yeah and songs like sun in my hand i mean that was the focus was writing songs so yeah, yeah no I definitely come glad you pick up on that no, no you picked up on cool stuff. Like I, I love that you listened to it on loop and heard the outro going back into the intro. You know, yeah. I hope I hope a lot of people here get to hear that. Yeah. It's a cool little. Well, thing. Ho- yeah, hopefully after they listen to the podcast, they'll they'll do that. Go back and hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. Thank you so much for the interview and having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you for your time. Hopefully, see you in Australia one day next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. We- I, I got to come there with Exodus in 2015, so hopefully I, you know, we'll get heathen down there when all this pandemic stuff is over. Yeah, too, for sure. <laughs> all yeah. right, thanks very much again. Yeah, thank you. Stay right. safe and healthy. You will do. All right, see you later. All right, cheers. Okay, bye bye.